The Red Rum Theater, episode 152, Judgment Night. Welcome to the Red Rum Theater, where we watch movies. We love movies. We were raised by movies. Is that a mockingbird over there? We're your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Moreno. And every month we look at one of the movies that helped raise us, raise us up. When that movie raises us right and raises us wrong. This month, look at the movie Judgment Night. And how it taught us the, the value of brotherhood, the yep. boys. And it taught us... The boys and the brother. All It's, it's just guys. It's just the guys. It's the boys, dude. And... You can't reason with crazy, dude. No. Listen, we're getting to this, okay? What a dumbass. Listen. <laughs> Don't look at him. <laughs> Listen. Judgment Night drops October 15th, 1993. Has 35% of Rotten Tomato. Oof. 35%. I mean, I just watched it for the first time in I don't know how many years, and it's better than 35%. It's definitely better than 70%. Now, the plot of this film was written and directed by a guy named Stephen Hopkins, who directed Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Dream Child. No shit. Directed Predator 2. What? And listen, did you you hear how the soundtrack sounds similar to Predator 2? Did you hear that? I didn't really notice, I guess. Oh, dude, I'm like, is that it's same guy, same composer. I'm like, this sounds like Predator 2 soundtrack. Oh, you mean the strings and stuff? Yeah. Okay. The score does. Um, he also did Blown Away and <gasps> Ghost in the Darkness. He's got a good resume. He's got some good movies under his belt. Blown Away and Ghost in the Darkness are incredible. Ghost in the Darkness might be his... his Michael Douglas was a gangster in that movie. That's the kids for afraid of our film was Ghost in the Darkness. They liked it? They liked it a lot. There's that sequence when she's got the, the wife's got the train with the new baby and the lion, dude, the kids freaked out, dude. It was a nightmare, remember? The kids were freaking like, no, no. Because <laughs> we went to Chicago and they were going to see the lions. The real lions. So I wanted them to see the movie before they saw the lions. Did you go see the lions? Oh, yeah, it's weird. Are they big? They're not big. But it's brutal. They're just, you look at them like these things went crazy and killed hundreds of people. They just got taste for blood, dude. Nom, 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 nom. Man. It's like me and uh, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me and McNuggets, boy. Oh, dude. Listen, there was a time before McNuggets. Mc- <laughs> was there really? No, McDonald's Nuggets only came out. I, like, I kind of feel like McNuggets are older than us. <laughs> no, they came out like 1987. Like you remember when they came out. I'm saying there was a time we went to McDonald's. Like, and we'd get something else. What would we order? I don't know, but mom brought home nuggets. We're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. So um, the plot of this film is very simple. What the hell are you going to get with no nuggets, bro? Dude, I bet you we get hamburgers or something. I don't know what we would get as kids. Nuggets is the go-to. What? Listen. Little McDonald's nuggets and a stinking McDouble fool. Listen, here's the, here's McDo- here's McDonald's wisdom for you. That's McDonald's wisdom. Why not? Okay, here we go. The app has a deal that's not in the menu. If you go to the app, you can go you find, go to rewards and deals. Do we really got to promote our fatness on this podcast? Listen, <laughs> listen. You can get forty nuggets and two large fries for fourteen ninety nine. 
I can feed a family of four for 15 bucks with that. Or our after podcast neck. <laughs> Or by myself crying <laughs> and, pu- and dumping uh, peanut M and M's right on my face. <laughs> okay, the plot of this film it's a is this: cycle. four friends from the North Shore of Chicago are heading to a boxing ga- boxing match. They get off the highway and get lost in the hood of Chicago. Lost. Their dumbasses get off the freeway. Do not get off the freeway. You stay in that traffic jam. Chicago. It, it's still horrible. So, that's the plot. Rich guys in the hood don't know what to do down there. And you know what's crazy? A lot of the bad reviews about this are saying the filmmaker was being racist by saying the inner city of Chicago was dangerous and scary. I'm like, Speaking dude. from his high-rise apartment away listen, from the city. If you miss, if you're coming north of 475 and you miss Court Street, and you try to turn around and come Davidson. back, you are in a... You look around like, where am I and what is this place? If you got to go under that crazy bridge... Nobody's and, stopping at the lights. Dude. Everybody's driving the wrong way on the one way because they get there faster to the ramp. You go one exit past us yes. on accident, and you got to get off on T Longway and try to come back towards us. That means you got to go like the bridge and back around. That's a weird turnaround, you bro. You better believe that. Like that bridge... Ain't no one, you're, you're in altered dimension under that bridge. So walking dead under that joint. I'm saying, bro, I'm saying you can go one stop in the wrong direction in a city and you're in a place. Dude, we had one, we had someone, we, I don't want to tell the story, dude. Um, one of the family came to Flit to hang out and wanted to walk over to, uh, down to the, from um, Soggy Bottom, right? Down to uh, that piano bar place. Remember, there's a, which way bar, or was it, um... Talking about him to Churchill's? Was that what he had? And so we're going to drive. Oh, I'm just going to walk. Dude. Someone so, got jumped? Yes. Got their ass beat. Dude, they're in our yes. city. And they're just like, oh, just walk. No problem. They go to the stinking. You, you go to Churchill's and he's not there. And he's going to name him. And so you go find him and he is bleeding. Beat to, <laughs> beat to tarnation, bro. What happened? Someone called him, right? Someone said, hey, man. And he went into an alley, didn't he? Something that easy, yeah. And they beat the living yeah. crap out of him and rolled him for everything he had. On a Friday night or Saturday night? That was Mondo's friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the first spot with them. Yes. And Mondo goes, I got to go. I just got a phone call. <laughs> His boy was sitting on the curb, dude. Like hillbilly dude from Davidson. Face just <laughs> leaking. He got judgment knighted, bro. Yeah, right as soon as he crossed that bridge. Dude, you if you know the rules of the city, where to go, where not to go, and just how to function that world, you're fine. But if you don't know that world, you're in real trouble real fast. So in big trouble in little China, son. A lot of the reviews were like, this is movie's racist, the inner city's not that bad. I'm like, guys, if you're not from the city and you end up in a and it's saying the Sooner City isn't this bad. Dude, there are some nights things go wild. Well, somebody jumped out and was like, freeze, this is a mockery. <laughs> and he's like, don't you mean a robbery? And he's like, you mean a memory? You mean a memory? Somebody sent me this stuff and I cannot get it out of my head. That's so funny. Um, so Let's talk about this cast. Okay. Why does Jeremy Piven look older 20 years Listen, ago? I don't get it. He looks 
old in yes. this film. He's, his his uh, hairline's going back. Yeah. He's all thin up top, little, little little overweight, little hefty. He looks better, a lot better, 20 no, years yeah. later. He, he's a pimp and entourage. Dude, he's that, uh, he's that movie, The Goods, looking all young. The Goods. He's a car salesman. Did you watch, uh, yes, you did, but Very Bad Things? Oh, That's when he, when he first started changing his physique. He still had the thin hair. He's also a, a uh, he's not only the president, he's a member too. Yo. But um, so Emilio Estevez leads the cast, but here's a sad thing we must admit. Yeah, dude. It's like, weren't they on a, they were on some kind of mission. <laughs> um, yeah, it was impossible. Remember that? Yes. I thought he was in sneakers, dude. Ah! Um, he was on a mission. It was impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, dude. Um, you suck. Emilio Estevez is not a leading man, dude. He's not a leading man. Dude, he there was not one point where, like, Dennis Leary is the leading man. <laughs> Listen, in the movie Alien by Ridley Scott, at first it's a it's a um, a lot of people. What do you call that kind of cast? An a, ensemble. It's an will. ensemble cast, and you think that Todd Tom Skerritt is the main character, mm-hmm. the tr- the captain. He's probably been in the most things. Pick fences, right? Yes, yep. and he dies like second. Dang. And you're like, what's spoiler alert? And you're trying to figure out who's in charge. At some point in the movie, Sigourney Weaver just rises to the occasion yeah. and becomes she's a the leading, leading actress. <laughs> yeah. She's the leading man in this in, in alien. At no point does Emilio grab the wheel of this film. No, and he's given every opportunity to do so. Dude, they're waiting for him to stand up yes. and take it. Cuba's waiting to see that guy from when they were kids, and he never shows up. He even fights like a punk, dude. <laughs> Dude, there is talk about what he used to be, and it this never that guy never comes. He said, yeah, back in the day, your dad would or your brother would have dropped that dude. I like Emilio. I like Emilio more as a family. I like Emilio comedic. because he, uh, he doesn't have AIDS, <laughs> like his brother. <laughs> Wait, Charlie Sheen's his brother, but he has AIDS. Charlie Sheen's got HIV, Holmes. No, he does not. Yes, he does. He went nuts for a while. No, he busted nuts for a while. <laughs> oh, he got all that tiger blood. What? Gosh, Tony. <laughs> Dude, I, I winning. <laughs> yeah, more like winning time. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Oh man. So <laughs> Money Ducks, he's really fun to watch in that. Bre- yeah, because he was a bunch of kids. Breakfast Club, ensemble cast. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Young Guns, ensemble cast. Yeah, so he, he was good in that, though. He, and he's younger. Maybe he has more fighter in his belly then. Um, National Lampoon's Weapon 1 is just a classic. It's Thanks, just, Samuel, for that. Dude, that movie is funny in ways. Weird in this girls. listen, that will never not Tim Curry's funny. a leading man in my book. Dude, Tim Curry, dude, <laughs> shows up and then steals that movie, too. <laughs> he does, dude. He's smoking. <laughs> 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 um, so Estevez is like the main character. He's Frank. Now, so what happened is Frank. One thing I noticed in this film with Frank is this: now that it's much, it's years later, and I'm a grown man. That fight at the beginning bothers me a lot. Me too. He so he is going out with the boys to boxing match, which is okay. They have a new baby and his wife, and she's a little frustrated. He's Davis, going, more like save us. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's going with the boys on a stinking to go see a boxing match downtown Chicago. And she's a little annoyed he's going to do this. Because I got a new baby. And it's new probably family. Really, probably really tough raising the Cuba's the me. He's the single guy running wild still. Stinking. First of all, she should, like, if she's going to let him go, just let him go. If you're going to say you're okay with it, be okay with it. Oh, that's the fight you're, you're pissed about. But then. I thought you meant the road one. <laughs> no, no, no. That one's later. But then, so that's the marriage fight. So, so like, she. Well, you're married. I'm, I'll just be like, Bitch. <laughs> stupid. <dude. laughs> but if I ask Angie, babe, there's a guy's doing a board game tonight. Yeah, but that's the, there's a difference. You're playing a board game. These guys are going out drinking, going to a stinking boxing match in Chicago. There's a big difference. You're going to the church to play Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to be okay. No, I know. But so she's frustrated. But then he, the way he like interacts with her, it's like he's like, I deserve this. I've been a good dad. I should go out with the guys. I'm at the house in three months. She goes, Neither have I. And I'm like, There's a classic guy thing like, you don't got to prove you deserve something. Yeah. Like, if you both are talking, you should be able to say, listen, I'm going to go do this, and if you go with the girls next week, go with the girls next week. That fight did bother me a little bit, just because it just was... Ha- Man, you're married as hell. It dude. sounds like a unhealthy marriage stuff, you yeah. know? At the um, beginning of it. At the beginning. Yeah. So there's SFS. Then you have Cuba Gooding as a young, as a, as a friend. He's Mike. And Cuba Gooding brings... He brings a lot of emotion to any role he's in. He has a lot of fire, he a lot could of passion. Act, dude. He he's can. a good actor. In this film... When he's not going full retard, he's a great actor. He is stinking uh, Cuba Gooding in this film. He overcompetates a lot. Not, not as an actor, but as a character, Mike. Yes. Mike is afraid. Yep. And because he's afraid, he tries to go like really far macho mm-hmm. to cover that fear, which is a total guy thing to do. Because you'd be so afraid. He says at one point he gets real. He goes, I always wondered how I'd do in combat. How I always wondered how I would do in life for the situation. And that's, so this moment, he's great. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's not, not only is he like, talk, I'll talk. He's got some muscle behind that talk, dude. He's, he's, he's a bad man, a yeah, he is. He is. And, he, and I love how he gets the little brother going. He always gets him going, dude. dude he does. There he is, loves it. There's a scene. Okay, listen. That guy in the truck's an idiot. Yeah, he's a jerk. Okay, so they're in Chicago. The one buddy, Jimmy Piven, Ray, the Razor Man, he's the wealthiest of all of them. No, he says he is. But he's also probably he's the a wheeler and dealer. He's probably the softest of all of them. Absolutely. And he went. He borrowed this Winnebago for the night. Yeah. Because he's, he's showing off. We're having this awesome night. We're going to drink. I told the guy I wanted this a fleet of these for my sales force. And they're trying to get over a lane, and this guy in a truck won't let him. And this this happens every single day every of driving. Every day of my life on the road. If someone just won't let like, dude, I'll, I'll be getting on the... I'll, and they won't, but this guy, at least he uh, acknowledges that they're there. Because usually, people will do that, and no, they'll just keep looking straight. Straight and up. Want, and I just want to shoot their tire out. Steven Dorfels at the window. Hey, man, how about letting us sit? Like he, yeah, he's being cool. He tries to be real cool. Yeah, he's like, come on, man, how about it? How about what? If someone said it to me, I'm letting them in. If, yes. you, if you show me yes. that level of courtesy, yes. I'm letting you in. The dude's trying to show off in front of his woman. He's got this big old truck, and he comes up and squeaks the Winnebago. Yep. He hits the Winnebago. Yeah. Listen, first of all, the truck guy, the reason he's an idiot, 
There are four grown men in that vehicle, yeah. and you're by with your girl. You are going to get your head kicked in by four guys. Dude, I, I gave a guy, so, um, I was on Court Street the other day. I'm driving, and there's a car in front of me. Well, there's a car next to me, and he just comes over. No blinker, and I got a break, so he hit me. And I'm, I give him a horn. And I don't give him just a beep. I give him a, yeah, just to say, like, you stinking piece of crap. And all of a sudden, four arms out of each window come out. All men, young guys. And I'm like, I got to back away from this one. Did I, the four men versus one guy in a truck. I'm going to lose this fight, dude. And these four guys are looking for trouble and they're looking for fight. I don't, and they're young guys. Young guys are bored. They're yeah. full of testosterone. I don't need that trouble in my life. That guy in the truck's an idiot. But when the crap goes down, you've, been, you've seen some road rage in your life, Tony. What? I've been the road rage. Have you ever told a guy to pull over ever in your life? I've pulled over, but I've never told somebody to pull over. Now, what do you mean you pulled over? Somebody invited me to pull over. And you went? Dude. If somebody tells you to pull over, when you pull over, nine times out of ten, they shit. <laughs> like, dang it. You pulled over. Someone said pull over. You're like, okay. And they never stopped. What? Tony, you are a scary individual. I'm telling bro. you, dude. You get me. You, like, you want to see the worst in somebody? Get in the car with them. I don't know why I chose that for my job, but if you want to see people at their. Cur- like, it's literally all day long, you're watching temporary insanity. And especially here in Michigan with so much construction, so many losing lanes. It's nuts, dude. Construction zones. That's crazy. You pulled over and guys will just drive right by. I followed and was putting my arm out the window like, you know, pointing at the shoulder. Because they're the ones who are like, come on, come on. I get behind them and then they, then they pretend like I'm not behind them. Pussy ass, dude! You've had guys follow you. Mm-hmm. You beat a guy down in a, a Me and driveway. Jason McDonald. Four guys jumped out and we killed them. Tony, that's crazy. In my, in in uh, my buddy Jay, he was renting this little house, and in the main house, in front of the little house, is his landlord and it's our our friend's parents. And they the, saw and, it? and the stepdad was looking out the window and watched the whole thing. No, he did it. Mm-hmm. What did he say to you later? Next day, he goes. You know, obviously I'm not worried about those guys, you know, about you guys taking care of yourself, but I don't, I'm not comfortable with people knowing, what, you know, this is the house. Like, this is our house. You guys are going to be gone one day, and these guys can come back. He was cool about it, though, because he, he had a show. He was probably drinking coffee, watching the ass with him. <laughs> it was all over the yard. Dude, that guy hit you first, too, right? I made sure. I said, are we doing this? Like, is this real? And then he then he uh, knocked my glasses off my face. He knocked your glasses yeah, off he, your he, face. He, he blasted me. And so how did this start? Because oh, you guys are driving. So we're on the way home from the bar. There's a car in the middle of the road, stopped. On, on in a uh, turn lane? No, it's a two one one lane going north, one lane going south. Okay. The guy was in front of us, stopped, blocking the lane. Why? Not turning oh, left, turning right, no. stopped. And they had, the, you know, the, they were in gear. The brakes, you can see the brake lights. Me and Jason just drive around them and whip by. 
I think they were just out looking for trouble because they literally and we it was on Jason or Jason lived off at Williams followed us right into his driveway. That's scary, and bro. And I told Jay, I go, do we know these people? <laughs> and he goes, no. So I you, said, at, I, the, at this moment, you're not. You don't know what's happening. We're going home from the bar. And if anybody knows Jason McDonald, he's not a big guy. But back in the day, he was down. Like, oh, we're doing this? It was no hesitation. So I, I looked at him. I go, is that, is that carp? And he goes, no. Is that, do we know them? He goes, no. I said, is this happening? He goes, yeah. And I go, you go driver's side, I go passenger side? He goes, yep. And we just get out. <laughs> and it's in the snow. And there's four guys in a car behind you. But only two get out. Or no, the driver didn't even get out. The guy in the passenger seat gets out, and he starts walking toward me. And he's like, you know, talking trash. And I'm like, is this real? And, he, and, then, and I didn't even watch Jason. But when the guy got to me, he blasted me, knocked my glasses off, so that I just unprovoked. I just, I just grabbed him by his triple fat goose and started hockey jerseying him. Oh my! Laying that right hand on him to a point where he was in the snow and he wouldn't let go of my shirt, and I kept telling him to let go of my shirt, and I just kept dropping bombs, hammer fisting him. But then I heard windows breaking, and I look up, and Jason, the guy tried to roll the window up because Jason started punching the guy through the driver's side window. Guy tried to roll the window up, and Jason grabbed it, the window with his fingertips and pulled it out, and it broke. broke. It. Oh, so my. his feet are hanging out, and he's pumbling the driver. Now the driver's bouncing off the trees, trying to trying to drive. You got in one the of the guys in your hand, but still. I got the guy in the snow, and he's <laughs> so they're down one, yeah, and they're crashing trying to get out and of the, the guy in the back seat, screaming, scared. He's like, "We're dead. <laughs> like, these guys watch. are animals, dude." Like. <laughs> We they <laughs> pulled up on monsters. It's dude. literally like the animatronics are like, oh, Nicolas Cage is here to clean this place. Let's kill him. Oh, shit. That's Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> We're trapped in here with them. They, they couldn't believe the luck they had. We beat them so bad. We, we, we compl- and then the guy started trying to run us over. But he was in the snowy yard, so he was just slipping and sliding. And so me and Jay kicked his grill in, broke both uh, headlights, Broke the windows out of both doors. Then they finally, um, we, me and Jason picked up the guy that I was beating on and threw his limp body in the back of the truck. And they finally took off. But no. then, But then about an hour later, all of a sudden somebody's beating on the door and the guy's girlfriends showed up to like say that they were going to press charges. And I'm like, they literally tried to run us over. They pulled in private property. And then the one girl says, my boyfriend... You you uh you broke his face, <laughs> and I go yeah I know because he you know he, he, he punched he, you in the you face. Know? So then she goes, "This is how dumb women are." <laughs> well, girlfriends of stupid girlfriends. She's like, "He's gonna beat your a," and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> like we've I, already established it's gonna happen. I already broke feet. his face. Yeah, uh, but then <laughs> she was like. We're gonna. He 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 knows your face, and he's uh, he's gonna c- call the cops. And I'm like, I got news for you. He'll never forget my face, never. We threw his limp body in the back of the truck. I thought they were coming to tell us that he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> they had no headlights going down the road trying to get oh out of there. My gosh, dude. So yeah, I know about road rage. Yes, you do, bro. <laughs> I, listen, I've never. Ha- I, I've had guys. You know, when I first started driving, for years, bro, 
maybe for a year, 18 months, I'd have people stop in the middle of the road, get out of their car, and put their arms up like, what's going on? And I'd be like, this person's crazy. I just drive around them, and they'd be yelling, chasing my car on the street. For 18 Where, months, I had it happen to me twice up in the thumb going to see Angie. What? I've had it happen to me once in um, Oxford. I've had it happen to me. Like, just people just getting out of their car wanting to fight me. Well, it turns out I didn't realize because I, drew, drew, I started driving in Chicago. I tail people so you close. are one of the most aggressive drivers I've ever seen. People get mad at me and get out to fight because they think I'm being, and I was just driving like I drove in Chicago. In Chicago, you're always on the guy in front of you. You're always like fighting to get in the next spot. That's just what it is in the city. And that's not what it is in Michigan. Dude, you learned how to drive in the big city. It just I, I didn't realize how for a long time I was the problem. You're so bad that even if you could pass somebody on the right, you won't because they should get out of your way. That's dang straight. You're crazy. It's it's stressful when you drive me to the airport, dude. So, Cuba's awesome. Piven is good. Steven Dorf is a little brother. He's fantastic. Doesn't get a lot to do, but he's still a great character in the film. But he executes his role like perfect. He, he he hits every gamut of emotion in this movie. He does. He being a little brother, he he's scared. He talks a big game. But then he's bummed he's out untested. because he, cause he uh, disappoints Mike. Yeah, he, he's untested. And when the, the when he gets to the bad thing, all that talk is worthless when you actually get to the moment. Yeah. To, he freezes. Because he, he knows I have to walk across open area. I might get shot. Oh. And he, he freezes. He's supposed to get Mike's back. And he doesn't. And he freezes. And he doesn't move. And Mike almost gets killed. And Mike is getting off on testing himself. Yes, he is. He loves this. Like they're they are they're being this is these are regular guys being chased by guys that are going to kill them. So here okay, here's the movie. It's a nineties film. They go they take this Winnebago, they go downtown. So no cell phones. This, 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 listen, this Just pay phones. This would ha- this is the world before cell phones. Yep. Do nowadays our f- our Google Maps or Apple Maps tells you there's still a traffic ahead for the yep. next five miles. It'll tell you this is still the fastest way. Or it'll say, "Listen, get off this exit, mm-hmm. go around." That's crazy because for a long time you drove having no idea. You could we drove to Texas. You with, bust out a Ram McNally, dude, uh, or the what is that quick trip? Pick quick trip MapQuest. Now, before MapQuest, Grandma got this weird thing, AAA, and it was this little booklet with all the different cities we were to drive through, like a quick trip or a trip pick. I don't know, but Grandma used to have them when you'd go to Texas. And you're driving to Texas, and once in a while, you just hit construction, or you hit a city, mm-hmm. and you had no idea it was coming, and you just stop. I mean, I, we got stuck in Dallas once for hours. Indianapolis Loop hit us real bad once. Yeah. In the world before Maps... You didn't know where you were going. They literally got the highway. They're like, we'll just drive and turn right back or turn to, 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 to yeah, the lake. They think they're going to bypass the traffic. In the city that never sleeps. Maybe that's New York. <laughs> that's New York. But they what's get Chicago? off. What's Chicago? What's Chicago's? The Windy City, baby. Oh, in that windy-ass city, they're going to try to sail. 
they get off the highway and they're driving. And the, and the Razor Man's messing around and he hits somebody. Razor Man's drinking and driving a Winnebago. Yes, he is. They're all drinking. Everyone's drinking. They stop the car and Razor Man's like, nothing happened. Let's just go. He said he probably hit a dog. He doesn't want to know. Nope. And they go out there and they find a guy who got hit. Now, they barely hit. They, they, they didn't even hit. They hit him on the side of the Winnebago. They pull him in, and he's been shot. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bullet wound. And they're like, what is going on? And he's like, get me out of here. There's someone coming to get me. They start driving, and sure enough, the guy who's after them crashes into their Winnebago, making, forcing them to crash into a second alley. Yeah. With destroying. Which blocks the doors. Yes, they get stuck in. They, it's, they're, they're fishing a barrel. They're literally yeah. fishing a barrel. So here's the question. Well, then, they, then the bad guys, these guys are hunting this, this victim. They pull him out of the back of the Winnebago, execute him in the street, kill him dead. Yep. It's uh, seeking, I it's love, Leary and his I, boys. I love the shot of each person's face watching him get killed. Listen. Because they've never seen anything like this. They're in a world they don't understand. They can't believe. They think the cops are on the way. Like the whole they don't even they know the, the world. Like, <laughs> like my daughter has more sense than that. Yeah, the well, cops aren't coming. Your daughter lives in Flint. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steakin, I look the shot and it shows every face. It's, yeah, that is a great. You see the gun flash in their face, and, and like, you see different emotions. There. I, I always to this day remember Cuba's lips is going. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my god. <laughs> there's like in his mind, there's that adrenaline fear thing. Yeah. Estevez, in his face, there's like a knowledge of we are in real trouble. Yep. Ray, it just can't. He's like, where am I? What's happening? Ray is just pure. He turns to a child. And then uh, the little brother is sad for the guy. Yeah. It's like someone's dead. Like it's, you see their minds working it out. It's such a, you, that camera shot is incredible. So here's my question to you. What'd they do wrong? Picked them up. <laughs> Listen. I'm with you. You call the police and get the crap out of there. Yeah. Dude, we, we got home for the trains Amtrak's train stations, 10 o'clock at night. Amtrak from the Chicago to Flint comes at 10 every night. Walking to our van, and a guy's walking across this parking lot to me and Angie. He's like, hey, hey, brother, man, hey. And I see his, van, his car's off in the distance. I see the, the, um, the, the hood Always. is up. Oh. Like he needs to jump. And I'm like, Angie, get in the car. Like, he may legitimately have a need for a jump. Mm -hmm. But I know my city well enough to know that there are, for every one real need, there are four scammers. Yeah. Four. I'm like, You're giving them good odds. I'm giving them good odds. But I'm saying, that's bad odds for me, though. That's I, One out of four is going to get me in real yeah. trouble. And I just I drive, and he just looking at me like, you can't help a brother out? I'm like, it's dark outside. I can't see your face. There's no way. No way. Dude, remember that stinking... The killer here in Flint, the guy killing the guys yeah, yeah. here in Flint. Yeah, he would he'd do the belly slash. He and it was turns out he would say he asked people to help him with the jump, with the jump, and he when they're looking, he'd come behind and put it and just pull it up and slice their belly yeah, open and, uh, and put their insides on the ground. Dude, that's some scary junk. There's no way I'm falling for that scam. I I get dude. There are so many scams in the city. The stinking. The classic, like, dude, I, I ran out of gas. Here's my license. I'll give you this to hold on to. All those those scams, have, they have whiskers on it. And then you look at him, you're like, your name's McLovin? <laughs> <laughs> give me this license. Dude, 
listen, when I first got lost, look, when I first moved back to the city, I missed my exit, ended up over in the east side, the state streets. There's no way I'm stopping for light at 10 o'clock at night. I'm driving through. No way. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of here. That's the beauty of living in the city, dude. Just go. Stoplights uh, in the city are suggestions. Especially over there by that stinking turnaround on Davidson. Dude. Waiting underneath that viaduct, dude. There's no that viaduct. <sighs> Screw that. You got to come off the freeway and go under it. Yes, you to do. Go back. Yes, you do. Get that. And then there's that one way that screws you. Do that. It's so crazy, bro. It's stupid. It was built to get robbed. I'm saying it's a mockery, dude. I, <laughs> I think I think you're right. They when they hit someone, they should have called the police. Listen, we're in a real bad part of town. If we hit somebody, please check it out. We can't stop here because it's very dangerous. They get involved, ruin their lives. Absolutely. So they see this guy get shot, and Dennis Leary immediately is like, listen, no witnesses. And that's just the way it is, man. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about Dennis Leary for a second. I love that Everlast is the the main. I I love it, dude. I love it. (laughs) Dennis Leary. Just another victim, kid. May... This may be his greatest role he's ever had in a movie. Dude, he is fantastic in this movie. He is pure street. Yep. He is... He is witty as can be. Mean. I love when they follow him down in the sewers and they slide and they're all having fun. No, <laughs> Dude, to them, this is just a cool Friday night. Yep. This is this gives something to do. We have a sport of hunting you guys down and killing you because it's their neighborhood, mm-hmm. their city. They don't give a rip. Dennis Leary has never been more charismatic on screen. Like you, every time he's on screen, you're happy when you're with him again. Dude, and Ray tries to bargain with him, dude, and he turns it up. Ray's like, uh, call that a down payment. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> so the cast. It's a good ensemble cast, but again, the movie is meant for Emilio to be. He's probably the biggest name in the film. Yeah, but he ne- you're right. He never takes. The, he never ever takes the steering wheel and drives the movie. He never does. Um, here's a question for you: Of the four friends, which ones are you? Which one is you? Steven Dorf. No. Hot-headed little brother part is I'm Steven Dorf, but wild man toughness I'm. Mike. You're Mike. Because me and Jesus talk about this a lot. Okay. There's situations that could happen. And which guy are you going to be? And me and Jesus, we say, look, at the end of the day, if, as goofy as it sounds, if, if you have to put yourself in a position where you could get killed for the greater good of people surviving, we would both do that. Especially, I ain't got no wife, no kids or nothing. Like, whatever. Um, in a situation like this, I would like to think I would do pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely not Emilio. He's a punk, dude. Listen, I'm Emilio, bro. I know you are, because you're the leader. I'm married. There's that, oh, that, what, uh, in my mind is always them. Providing, like, mm-hmm. what if I don't come home? That's always in my head. Like, and Emilio's trying to tuck everyone down. Like, the, the, the road rage. The little brother gets out, 
ready to fight that guy, and Emilio pulls him back. And I would do that to you. I'd be like, Tony, calm down. I'd, I'd be the one trying to get in front of you, trying to. I, that's who I would You've be. You've done it. We can't do this. We can't do this thing. We can't. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm Emilio. But here's the thing that I don't know is I don't know how much it would take to get the old guy to come out. I don't. Here's the thing, though. If you did come out, you'd be like, hey. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no like. The- I'm coming up. <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing that pisses me off about Emilio, though, is they talk him up like. Back in the day, he dropped that fool. He was the wild man. He was this. He was this. Even when he fights Dennis Leary, he's fighting him scared. Like, he never is like, let's do this. And, um, dude, Dennis Leary's talking about his wife. Dude. He's got his license. He's got his address. Says he's going to pay a visit to the kid. You're right. You're he never done. lets up the chain. That's the thing. He never dude, lets. you would You never see the guy that Mike describes. You never see that no. guy. No. You're waiting to see a guy who didn't give a rip. You're waiting to see a guy who makes Dennis Leary nervous. Yes, and he never comes no. out. And you, you know, I don't need nobody. I don't need John Wick, but yeah. I need someone with some edge to him. With a, yes, someone who is more than a rich guy from the North Side. I, when I think about this, I think about our good buddy from back in the day, Tom Bores. Yes, just the sweet, like calm, laid back. But if Tom, we just, there's something about him. If he let it off the chain, there's no bringing him back. He would be a terror for somebody. <laughs> That's what we wanted to see. I want to see Emilio go nuts. I wanted to see Emilio make Dennis Leary beg for his life. I'm saying. But he's over here like, is he dead? Lee. <sighs> Leary does get, get his comeuppance, you know? Yeah, but you, you, you never, on accident. Emilio doesn't. Emilio, he doesn't defeat Dennis Leary. He just, it just doesn't. It's a whack fight, dude. It is. I did love though when Mike and Everlast square off. That listen, Mike. That's good. Mike was like, I have to know because mm-hmm. he's been pushing so much. He's like. I gotta be more Mike, than talk. Mike, aka Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. has a no. Am I more than just talk? Yep. And he's got to face this guy, and he faces him like a G. And, and the guy he's facing is a gangster for real. Listen, I love how gangster these guys are. Yeah, like they, these guys are are true city thugs, yep. dude. And listen, I know some guys that raised in the city. And they have an edge to them, and they also have a knowledge of the system. Like, their brain is always looking for an angle on how to play the system. It's something something funny, dude. It's something great. Um, that Everlast fight is incredible. Because they, and dude, Cuba barely makes it out of that thing alive, dude. And he's, he's messed up. Done. He's almost gone. They're both shot up. Cuba's out of bullets. And he keeps firing the empty gun. But Everlast is already done. and, it, and It's so it's, great, uh, dude. It's, that's a good one. Um, and I love how those, him, Steven Dorff and, and uh, Cuba are both shot up, and they and Emilio puts them in the closet and says, you guys stay here. So Emilio has some maturity, and he doesn't panic. He, he, so that, that's, he doesn't panic. He makes a plan. He keeps on going forward. But you never see 
the primal man. You never no. see the guy who isn't afraid and who's willing to fight for, with everything he's got mm -hmm. to survive to the next day. Never comes out. Even that like wild swing, it's in a slow-mo, it's not much of a thing. I'm saying, listen. I, I we want. I love this movie. I want Commando, dude. I want. I want uh, Rocky. I want like somebody that don't dude, care. There's a moment in um, even the movie Thor with, with Anthony Hopkins just goes and his son and his son shuts up. I'm like, dang. Like there's a little bit of the beast is yeah. in there, and you go, okay, there's some of the beast in here. Um, I still love this film, but I. I never thought about it. You're right. We never get that guy. We never get him. Nope. Now, a couple, a couple things about this movie is uh, fight or flight. What do you do when things get down? And Razor Man's a rich guy. He thinks I'm going to talk my way out of this. Yeah, he thinks he's going to buy his way. Well, talk. Talk and buy. I mean, where, where is he thinking? Because the thing is, you're going to drive back into the city with money? They're gonna kill you once you get the new money. Like, oh, what yeah. do you think is gonna happen? You're not. These are not businessmen. These are men who have made a living. These guys hate him and everything he stands for. Everything he is, they hate it, and they're so much. They don't, take, they don't take the diamonds. No, like 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 this is this is not. Like, so, they they hate everything he stands for, and he tries to use his money more than once to buy him. Like, Remember he tells me last Fez, you can't leave me here. I'll give you whatever you want. Yeah. Like he's trying to buy his friend. His friend's not going to leave him. But the thing is, and I, oh, I say it hurts me because he can't keep up. He's the, the, like, the weakest of all of them. He's a little overweight. I'm like, if I had to run, I'm dead fast, dude. Well, that's why we're not, that's why we don't flight. <laughs> we're not flight. I'm digging my heels in. I've got three, four good minutes. <laughs> Dude, exactly. And, I, and I'm gonna give you the worst you've ever seen. Dude, I can I, that's, because I know I'm dead after. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, you you fought the champ and you gave him that first round. He didn't know what happened. The minute he thought he had me, I flipped him and started bashing his head. Dude, he's like, "What the hell, dude?" I think it's and if, if if you had if you had a another round in you, if I had. If I was in a little bit better shape and a little more experience, he wouldn't have stand a chance. That guy though, he was he quit his job. The champ, the guy Tony fought, literally had was going pro. So he quit his job, went to train down in Phoenix or Texas. Texas. Houston. He was training and they gave Tony to the champ for his highlight reel. Tony was being offered up as like a, a, a sacrifice for this guy's uh, professional career. Tony is working full time. Yep. You go to the gym three times a week, whatever you get it. You're going when you can. You're literally an amateur fighter. And that guy is a going pro, and he gave you his best shot he had, and it bounced off your head, bro. I got a big old head. Dude, you got to get iron jaw, dude. Yeah. Never got knocked out. Never. But I had concussions. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really, dude? Yes. Dude, that one opened your face with that concussion? Yeah, the nurse in the back was, she had the light in my eyes, and she's like, okay, we're going to need you to sit here for a, for a minute because you have a concussion. And I, <laughs> and I looked at it, and I go, who, who sent you back here? I'm like, you ain't no nurse. I'm like, you, 
you're, you're a stripper, Graham. <laughs> she was because she was so pretty, and I was when I was concussed. Oh my and she's gosh! Like, she's she's laughing. She's like, "You're lucky. You're lucky. I know that your your head, your brain's messed up right now." <laughs> Like Harley, did you send her here? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, my gosh, you can tell by my pupils, dude. He hit you so hard. Yeah, but dude, you kept on coming for him, bro. Even Joe Harmon was like, "Dude, he can, he can take a punch." <laughs> dude, <laughs> you're you're a freaking monster, bro. Fire hydrant head, dude. <laughs> Which I'm, that's that's another reason why I'm like, I've trained with professionals and and just animals, guys that are just. I would put them against anybody. So when I'm watching this movie, I'm looking at Emilio and I'm like, where is the wild man that Cuba Gooding Jr. used to be nervous to be around? And he's telling his brother. I don't think Emilio knows what that guy is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know who used to be able to channel that guy? It was Brad Pitt could channel that guy. Like just the fall, he can channel <sighs> That wild man. Dude. You know what I'm saying? He could channel. Dude, when his brother dies, he just channels. He scalping all them Nazis, dude. That movie, when his brother is calling out to him, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. And that stinking hoochie makes her way through all the brothers, dude. Oh, dude. What a movie. I guess forever was too long. <laughs> <laughs> and the little girl, the little girl, she's like, I'm going to marry him today. She married. She gets him, dude. She gets him. <sighs> that, dude, that is a tragedy through and through. That film is, no, everyone's going to get, screw <laughs> Screw That's right. Screw, screw the government. <laughs> <laughs> to Anthony Hopkins. I love it, dude. Awesome, dude. You are not cursed. Dude, dude, what a good movie that is, dude. What is the guy, what is the brother's name? Is it Anthony Quinn? Aiden Quinn. What a sorry ass, dude. Oh, man. Oh, man. Have we done that movie? No. Why have we talked about this hoochie before then? Uh, she just comes up sometimes. She's in First Night. She's in this movie. She's been, she was in... Um, Forget Paris? Not Forget Paris. The Ugly Duckling movie. The Ugly Duckling movie. Where's Harrison Ford and... Uh, yes, 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 yes. She's in that movie. What is it called? I don't know. Angie would know. It's like someone's name. I like that movie. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> it's him and Greg Kinnear? Greg Kinnear, yeah. Greg Kinnear plays a rich, older, uh, little... She goes to Paris, I think. I think you're right. It's not Forget Paris. That's Billy Crystal. That's Billy Never Wear. Yeah, and that's a good movie. Remember the crow, the bird gets the stuck bird in the head? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We listen. ADD. Now... Raise this right. As a kid, when I watched this, one thing I realized real quickly was this. So Razor Man is running. He's scared. Yep. One thing that we taught me very clearly is you cannot reason with crazy. And I go to college. I got my master's degree now. And here's the thing. Ooh. Is that people act like if you just listen to someone and talk to them, you can come to a solution. Now, in my mind, I'm Who like. Who thinks that? People talk this way about like conflict and de-escalating conflict. And listen, you can sometimes bring things down. But here's the reality. In my mind, I think to myself, you know, there are some situations there ain't no talking your way out of. Like this movie, this movie, I remember this vividly, this scene, 
bothered me a lot because he thought he could reason with the unreasonable. He could talk to someone who is not, he's not doing mathematics. This person is operating from the hip and they're living in a world where it's dog eat dog, rep is everything. And so in my mind, once you think, you, does, it, does Ray really think Dennis Leary is going to put his rep on the line and take somebody's money? A hundred, a no hundred G, two hundred G is probably a lot for, for him, but for him leaving, he's leaving a door open to, to knife him later on in mm-hmm. life. Someone is out there who saw me kill a man, and who probably has lawyer friends, yep, cop friends, and once he gets out of this little bubble, this little copless bubble, I'm a dead man. He's like, come get me, and I'm going to prison forever. There's no way. Razor Man tries to offer him money. He tries to talk to him like he's in a boardroom yeah. trying to make a sale for a car or for a business. Or something. And you're like, what are you doing? He does a whole like spiel. Yeah. He's swarmy. And he's listen, a salesman. Dude. Jeremy Piven is a good swarmy guy. Yeah, he, is. he feels a little dirty, a little grimy. Um, he tries to pitch Leary. And you're just like, what are you thinking? Idiot. And Leary, let's he, Leary is such a jerk. He's a sadist. He's like, lets him think he's doing good for a while. He's like, you, you, me, we want the same things. Like I was just saying that. <laughs> Do you remember? He's his and his Leary's boys are going along yeah, with him like, too. Yeah, you were just saying they're that. having so much. You know, we're self-made men. You know, he, I was just telling him that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he's such a jerk. Yeah, that's why we hang with him. <laughs> Dude, it's brutal. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. Because they are like the they're they're the listen, the Chicago crew going to see the game, they're leering, they're, they're all just guys being guys. They're just buddies. They laugh, they have jokes. It's just one of these involves life and death. And the Razor Man offers him a hundred G's. Which in his mind, he's like, this is gonna do it. This is enough to make him not kill me. Yeah. And then Leary lets it off the, the chain. That is a that's anxiety anxiety ridden part right there. And you see Ray, he's trying to keep his not his fear from like he's shitting his pants. He doesn't know what to do because this guy is he hates. Now it. there's nothing in between them but air. Like they're standing, like, and Leary obviously is a killer. He's they've seen it. And the Rachel man's like two hundred thousand, and he's like two hundred thousand. He puts his gun away. Like, and they all uncock it. They're like, and then Ray's looking at his buddies like, but even his boys are like, he's doing it. Holy crap, he's doing it. They have no idea what they're dealing with. And Leary is such a jerk, he lets him think. He takes him to the edge of despair and brings him back to give him hope. Gives a little bit of hope right before he kills him. What a horrible yell that was. It is a fear, like, filled with fear. Like, I'm out of my element. I am so scared. Right off the building, dude. And then Stick and Mike comes with the gun. You bother start shooting. They're like, I love how they're like, man, everybody's got a gun nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, hey, why don't you go check and see if they're still there. And he gets up, they shoot, and they're like, ah, (laughs) they're such. Jerks, dude. They're such jerks. But that's but scene, at the end of the day, they're still guys. 
they're still guys. <laughs> that scene, I'll never forget that. There's, there's some places in the world, there's some environments. Listen, when I was in India getting arrested, I knew there is no, there is no talking my way out of this. There's no like, because they sh- couldn't understand you. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Like, this is a, understanding toughness is not going to fix this. And there are things like that. There are things that, there are crazy, broken people in the world. And sometimes reason, trying to make them see that this, like, this is, you don't want to do this. Those words are going to help nobody. Nobody. That's like trying to give a shark soft eyes or a gator. Trying to read with hurricane season, baby. Hurricane Ernesto. <laughs> Ernesto. Next thing in this, this I loved in this movie that, that really uh, made me, that, that left an impression on me as a child, was the reality of friendship, the boys. Um, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. We love movies where the guys are hanging out together. Yes, dude. Kicking it. Stand by me. Knocked up, or not knocked up. Um, no, knocked up has some of the guys yeah, at, the, yeah, yo, at the, the house. The guys are hilarious. They're hilarious. They're so funny. Dude. He's like, I'm all shaved. <laughs> He's like, did you put it in the toilet? Last time I took a crap, it looked like a, a stuffed animal. You're embarrassing me in front of company. <laughs> no, but I would, um, hangover. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Did you dude. watch that? Did you end up watching Remember it? I... It was the edited version. I watched this it. ain't a, too bad. I watched that movie on a plane, and I I laughed my head. I was like, "This is the funniest we've ever seen." I come home, I'm like, "Babe, this movie is not even that bad. It's so funny." I turned on for I her. Bet Ten minutes into it, she's like, "What the hell?" I was like, "Babe, it wasn't like this on the plane. I I just didn't know they edited for content on the plane." Um, <laughs> but listen, that movie was funny. Like the guys being together. Do listen. The best part of Ant Man is his cronies. Yes. Like. <laughs> yeah. Mom died. Dad got deported. But I got the van. <laughs> Good for you, dude. It's just, I love guys hanging out together. The guys. You should have seen the up north bachelor party, dude. You guys just had a blast. It was unbelievable. It was just trash talking. Listen, that's what, with the, it's what is with the guys is just. But you know what's crazy is. Not every guy's good at being guys with the guys. No. Dude, Bag of sand. Listen, my boy, my, my daughter, Lena, went to Mackinac on a school trip, and she said, she said, Dad, the boys aren't very nice to new boys. Like, what do you mean? She says, there's some new girls in the school. So they have one week of school, they go on a school trip. So the new kids have one week to meet people, then they're going on a trip for four days with all these kids they just met. There's a new boy. She goes, yeah, the new boy? He was always with his dad, and, he never, and all the kids always left him. Because no one knows him. But boys are not good at bringing a new guy in. They're just playing with the... I have my friends. We're, we're together. We don't need anybody else. Where the girls probably more sensitive, empathetic. They make sure that all the, girl, the new girls have someone they're watched out for. But the boys left that poor kid just by himself, dude. And listen, young, when you go to, we move to new schools, we'd be by ourselves for a long time at first. I never really was. You were that good? I just I just knew how to talk trash. Man, Tony, when I go to a new place for a, I didn't learn for a while how to be a dumb guy. And you gotta you know what it is? You, you gotta you gotta know how to BS. 
how to talk trash. It's why every day you've ever had loves you so much. Because you make the day a little less awful. Could you just talk about stupid crap in funny ways? There ain't nothing better than talking trash to the boys, dude. Dude, and a, who cares what the topic is? I walked into the barber shop, and I don't know what's going to happen. What, I don't know what the is going to be that day. And, dude, I walked to the barbershop uh, Friday for my haircut. And I told Andy Nice Socks. And there were socks with these like, colors on them. He goes, dude, they're not gay. I'm like, dude, I, I, I said they're nice socks. I'm not being a jerk. I'm, he's like, I'm, just, I'm saying they're not gay. I'm like, I don't care. If they were, I'd say, what, 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 you, know, you do you. I don't care, dude. And so. You do you. Or somebody that looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Zach comes in. And then Zach comes right at me. He goes, dude, speaking of gay. I'm like, dude. He goes, one of your kids calls gay to you. What do you do? Like you're a preacher, what do you do? I'm like, oh my and people are like, oh everyone going, everyone gets quiet. And dude, so like, but we end up just talking trash, and dude, we are crying. Like, Zach has to stop cutting my hair because he's laughing so much. He does that but, to me too. Dude, we just like I said, talking trash in the barber shop is a blast, dude. Remember when it used to be 30 people down there? It was I'd go there for an hour early just to hear the craziness that happened down there. Dude. There was one time me, you, and Henry were down there. It was on. We were we were doing a clinic down there. Yeah, people are like, I can hear it from the street, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Um, but this movie again, having and listen, being friends with guys. Here's some things that are true about. You gotta it. have the crew, dude. You gotta have your boys. In every crew, there's unspoken annoyances. There, no one's perfect. But we're not gonna fix it. It's just what it is. Like it's like these are my crew. We're not probably hang out and do fun things together. That's what it is. It's like the movie Homeboys. I don't know Homeboys. Dougie, Dougie Doug, or Dougie Fresh. Four four buddies. I think in Chicago or New York, maybe New York. They hang out, and the ones always broke. He's like, I'll bet you a ten dollar food stamp. <laughs> You don't remember this movie? I've never seen this movie, dude. It starts out there on the train, and you think that there's a big fight, but they're just being stupid. That's hilarious. And then you start laughing, everybody on the train gets nervous, and they're like, oh, they're friends. Each person has their own role. You know that you know this one's going to be broke. You know that this one's going to be pompous. This one's got the money, and he, and he shows it off. This one's going to naturally be the leader. There's, like, there's roles in every group. Like When we went on, on this bachelor party, Weenie was like loved the leader. You know he 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 gets everybody together. He's you know he's got the farm, so he, he he's the one that has people over to go swimming. And then, you know, I'm like the comic relief. I'm just always talking trash, saying stuff I shouldn't be saying. And then there's just like calmer dudes there. But the whole demographic, one person's gone, it's not the same. No matter what the role is, like you said, there could be an annoyance, but you're gonna miss it when there's not there. Yep. Yeah. Which is why we can't get old, dude. I can't be losing no friends, dude. Man, how can you support the show? Is you support the show? Anything else you have in the movie before we go on? Um. Yes. Okay, I have a question. Go ahead. I have a question for you before we go on. Funniest part of the movie. Funniest part of the movie. Funniest. There's two scenes that stick out in my head that are hilarious. Okay, what do you got? To first one. The first time you see that Piven's got a gun. They're driving down the street, and those guys are in the. And they're like, "Ask these guys if they oh. know where we're going." Oh. So they get on the loudspeaker and race. Like that's not funny. And the guy reaches in his coat, 
And Ray grabs his gun, and the guy pulls a bottle of liquor out, and he's like, yeah! And then Cuba, and they're like, ah! Like they're dying! so funny. was like, that's hilarious! That's not funny at all! That's not funny! <laughs> like he's, Which is the funny part? When they're at the very end, they're in that grocery store. That's where the, the final, oh, final yes. blowouts at the yes. grocery store. And out of nowhere, the lights come on, and Leary's looking around, and everybody's like, what the heck's going on? And the stock guy with a Overnight big stock guy. full of pop has got his headphones on, and he's singing, and Larry starts shooting the cans. And the guy's got his headphones on, so he doesn't realize cans are getting, are blowing up. So when he finally realizes, he looks over, and he sees Larry with the gun, and he's just like, ah, ah, and he just runs away. And it's like the most random, weird scene, dude. My favorite line in the film, by far, my favorite line I've used a few times in my life, and it's it is a baller line. You can use it if you're the man. You can't you can take, take my money, but you can take my money. Take my money. It's that. And he's like it's amazing. Got, he goes, "This money's got blood on it." You ever seen any that didn't, dude? That sequence. He knew exactly what to say. He was so Johnny on the spot. You can't. I mean, if I want some money, I'll take money. You you can't take my money, but you can't. That that's an amazing line. Just, and even just how. His that's uh, we're cool right now, but I cannot be cool. Yes, I'm showing you. I have yeah, yeah, teeth, yeah. and yeah. you better be aware of this. And he's telling him, "Listen." He tells him, him aside. He goes, "I know you got a rep around here. Like I got my boys. I understand. I got to show you respect." He is like, "What that, what's, what's going to take for me to be able to hunt these guys down yeah. on your property?" It's there's like a, a is that Cabrini Green? It's not Cabrini Green. That's Cabrini Green was a uh, downtown. They look. Right. I think they were South Side. I wonder where they filmed. Now, here's a question for you. You are running around some hood. You're in Baltimore. You're in Philadelphia. You're in a city you don't know. You're not. We know. We know Saginaw. We know Pontiac. We know Detroit. We know Stinkin' Flint. We're in some city in America we've never been in. We see someone get shot. We're running. We're being hunted down like dogs. What is your move to get out of that? Because you're watching. Like you don't. What is your move? For for the for, for like twenty minutes, they're just trying to, f- like running place to place because they have no idea what to do. What do you think? You have any ideas? They could, anything they could do? To, to bro, you want to talk about anxiety, dude? That's so, the train car scene, dude. It's in that spike. I love that. Oh. I lo- the way it sounds. And it hit in the little circles, so go, dude. It's so good. Uh, the thing is, I think what they do eventually, you got to find a bank and just try to try to break a window, because a bank will have security. Yeah. But if you're in the hood, there's not gonna be a lot of banks around. Like here in Flint, if you're South Side, there's no banks anymore on the South Side of the city. None. Like there was a Huntington closed, the Chase closed. So it's it's hard. How do you? Because you can't you go. I don't know what you do. Go to the apartment, put everyone else at risk. Yeah, I didn't like that. How they're in that apartment building, people's doors are getting kicked in, and everybody's screaming. Oh, dude, there's some great shots. Like the one where he walks, they're kicking out. There's a one shot where they're kicking in doors, and then Leary comes around the corner, That's walks right, right, into, right the into the camera. camera. It's a good camera shot. Also in the sewers, the shot where it's Leary's His mouth, mouth and he smiles. He's okay, mom. And he's he's smiling, dude. Like he's happy. The yeah, guys are pushing back at him. Like that shot is so well. Done. I love that scene. It's dude. There's some good camera work. The director's a good director. He's done some good yes, stuff. Yes. Um. 
So I love I, this film has a special place in its heart, special place in my heart. I like this film. It's not a great film. It's a good film from the '90s. It's good. It doesn't hold up like it did. If Emilio, but but like you said, it's filmed really good. The quality is really good, and the soundtrack is worth mentioning. Great. The soundtrack I think started a little bit of a movement because they got rock acts and rap acts and mm-hmm. put them together. Um, and then so the rap core comes out after like ten years after this, rap yeah. core becomes a thing. So what what they what they what they flirted with became an actual genre. Lincoln Park that happens later, dude. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that is a good soundtrack. Got some House of Pain on there. Oh, dude, it's, it's a wild combinations. Oh man. So, how you support the show? Give me the money, Lebowski. Patreon.com slash Redum Theater. You give a dollar a month, make the podcast go. It helps pay the bills, expand a new territory. Let me say something right now. I'm sitting here right now in front of we had a new uh subscriber this this coming out this month, and I'm going to the post office tomorrow to mail them. So here's how here's how it works. Here's how our Patreon works. If you give a dollar, you can vote on the movie for next month. And we'll have the vote up when this episode drops. If you give five dollars, $5 level, if you want to give five dollars a month, we send you the swag bag full of like like all of our cool little stuff. We got pens, we got stickers, we got like buttons, all kinds of goofy stuff you get in the mail. The $10 crew, they get actual merchandise from the Red Room Theater. And I'm going tomorrow as well to our friends over at Flint Prince to give them our brand new design. When the design comes out, all of our $10 uh, uh, sponsors are going to receive an awesome new item. Because listen, we took a hiatus, and I can't believe a lot of our $10 sponsors, you guys just stayed with us. That's a really cool gesture. And to say thank you, we're sending you some some, refill your swag and giving you... We're me turning our talk off air about what we want to give you. I thought about maybe going for like a a winter hat because winter's coming, you know. Or is that too soon to get a winter Man, hat? For I don't people even talk about that. It's dude. coming for real, though, bro. You know it is. Yeah, I'm a truck driver. I know. <laughs> so one, five, or ten. One dollar vote. Five dollar gets a swag bag and vote. Ten dollar gets um, like clothing, coffee mugs. We set those crazy armbands that got messed up. Remember that? Yeah. We ordered armbands. Thought we all like, awesome sweatbands. And they were those goofy little things. I was like, rah, rah, rah. I still can't <laughs> believe one summer Merlin rocked that thing every show. <laughs> it's awesome. <dude. laughs> That's so cool, bro. We did not cut off circulation. In my big old head. <laughs> um, so if you want to give that way, you can also give on. Um, you can go buy some of our... We have designs on our Threadless store. You can go buy a t-shirt. You can buy coffee mugs. You can buy a welcome mat. Whatever Copy. you want to buy. We got welcome mats? You can get welcome mats, dude. What, say Dang Gina? Dang Gina! Oh, my gosh. Um, or you can just give a one-time gift for PayPal. All on our website at redhomtheater.com. Okay? Now, you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. If you like the show, leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. Theater. Talk about the new movies we're loving. And listen, we've been putting some movie reviews on there. So follow. And listen, October's coming. Oh, my gosh. Are you gonna, you, I'm ruining your life. Are you going to do it or no? What? Last year you No, gave, I'm not doing that's it. That's too big of a gift. That was too much. How about one a week? I can do a couple a week. Okay. Tony, in October. Doing, I, you know, here, I'll make you a deal. I won't do the 31 days. But in honor of October having a Friday the 13th, 
I'll do 13 horror movies in October. Don't like, dude. That's a gift you're giving. Uh, Tony's gonna watch 13 horror movies, give you reviews on Facebook. So follow Facebook for Uncle Tony's. Starting Uncle Tony's. Uncle for- Tony's. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tony's reviews starting October first. I'll start. I'll do the first one. October Dude, 1st. that's gonna be awesome, bro. It's gonna be awesome. There is an there is a Friday the Thirteenth in October this year, dude. That is amazing. Dude. That is amazing. So I'm getting essentially two Halloweens. Did you hear what happened? Well, and when you break it down like that, no. <laughs> okay, stinking. There's a horror movie coming out in October. It had a decent buzz. Which one was it? Not none two. That already came Exorcist? out. Exorcist. Exorcist. As you talk about the Taylor Swift thing, it. Taylor Swift is releasing something on on Friday the thirteenth. Exorcist was supposed to come out on Friday the thirteenth. Now it's coming out the sixth. They had to change their date to compete with Taylor Swift because Taylor might beat him up. It's literally a live concert. It's not even live. It's a concert movie that they're releasing in the theater. Listen, Exorcist is coming for out for twenty dollars a ticket. So dumb, dude. And it's already Who is it's her breaking. It's manager. breaking records. This movie is. Disgusting. My daughter might go see it, dude. Of course she is. <laughs> Taylor's amazing. <laughs> um, but so October's gonna have I you know Uncle Tony's October 13th prom February Friday the 13th promise. Um let's see here. So that's everything. Um as always, I'm Ernesto. Wait, 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 wait. Well, what? Are we gonna tell him what I'm doing to you? <sighs> yeah, dude. This October. Ernesto officially enters the Conjuring universe. Every October, Tony makes me watch a horror movie, dude. One that you would never watch. Never. Ever, 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 ever. (laughs) Last year, I watched... Paranormal Activity. Listen, that movie, I was literally (laughs) just like... I was like, this has to end soon. They can't. But I'm like, this has to be over. I can't. Like, dude, it's because it just the, the the tension keeps building. I'm like, I cannot handle this. But I'm watching the Conjuring Part One this your year. Your daughter is a very brave girl, and she dude, wants to try to watch it with us. I don't. I uh, she can handle it. I'm, I'm watching it right now. It's like spiritual demon stuff. Yeah. Well, she's got a spiritual father. <laughs> She can handle it. Just tell her. And listen, we're going to put up for vote the B side of next month's podcast. We'll put up like either a greatness test or a um, this month in Dennis Quaid or or, <laughs> or uh, a swap meet. A swap meet. So we'll put up what you'd vote for. The beauty of the swap meet is Ernesto could get another horror movie <laughs> next month. <laughs> that would be terrible, dude. This, so much like October having two Halloween, so we're Ernesto. <laughs> <laughs> the, dude, the swap meet was that was a brilliant idea of yours, Tony. That was a brilliant. Dude, I'll tell you we what, have some good B sides. We do. The greatness test is a great B side. Swap meets a great B side. I think we got to have Jesus write us a, a official like uh, musical intro to oh, the, he would this month in Dennis Quaid. He would be a genius. <laughs> a Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid song. Oh, dude. Or he would just say, You guys are dicks. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, everybody, have a great month. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month. We <sighs> next October. Yeah, yeah. It's scary movie month. Well, oh, we will say an early happy birthday to our co-host Ernesto. Thanks, man. Who's going to be an old ass man? Already there, baby. 
I did 33 burpees yesterday. My legs are fried. Well, I did 13 burps during the show. <laughs> My throat's fried. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have an awesome day. Talk to you later. Peace. Remember when I used to be dope? Yeah. I own a pocket full of fame. But look what you're doing now. I know. Well, I know. I lost touch with reality. Now my personality is an unwanted commodity. Believe Can't it. believe I used to be Mr. Steve Austin on the mic. Six million ways I used to run it. I guess Oscar Goldman got mad. Because I got loose circuits. So loose.